Welcome to the Our Safe Harbor Church podcast. Here you can listen to our Sunday sermon, Monday morning message, and midweek Bible study. We hope you will consider subscribing, sharing, leaving a review, but please be sure to check out our website at www.OurSafeHarbor.com to learn more about us and find ways to get involved. Our Safe Harbor Church, we are with you wherever you are. Thanks again for joining me on this journey of figuring out how to better reflect God in all aspects of life by looking at some things that I wished I had been taught. Now today I want to talk about something that might be a little uncomfortable for some people and might even be seen as childish to others, but that's exactly why I want to talk about it because these things should not be so uncomfortable and so looked down upon or so weird. And that would be the idea of the talk or the birds and the bees and some general aspects of puberty and i know you might be asking you know why would i want to talk about these things here and what does that have to do with reflecting god and i want to say that i'm glad you're here and i'm glad that you're asking those questions because that's exactly what i hope to touch on and maybe even answer for some people in this video and the next so let's get started first I want you to take a minute and think back to your childhood, adolescent years, even your teenage years. During that time, do you think or feel that your parents provided you with a healthy sex education or any sex-related education at all? Now here's an even tougher question. If you're a part of a church community, or if you had a church community growing up, do you feel that that church community provided you with healthy sex education or any at all? If you answered no to either or both of those questions, welcome to the overwhelming majority of us. If you answered yes, then congratulations. But if you're unsure, you know, you can't really remember, or even if you're in the yes or the no category, my hope is that this video can spur you into some better thinking and understanding when it comes to sex education and how we can reflect God through that better. So right now I want to focus on the role that parents play as sex educators. Although most of what I will talk about can easily be applied to a church community as well. So take some notes. So let's keep in mind again the Shema and the idea of parents passing things on to their children for generations and generations parents are the most significant sex educators in a child's life for reasons very similar to relationships that I discussed in my previous videos. But unfortunately, there's been this long-standing history of avoidance, negligence, insecurities, and shame surrounding discussions of sex that leave children ill-prepared for their own experiences and further ill-prepared to discuss it with their future children. And so this toxic cycle continues. And again, this can be applied and seen too often in a church community where sex or sex education is seen as taboo and avoided at all costs until it comes to marriage counseling, oddly enough. But I wanna make it clear that this is not just about the act of sex or having the talk with kids because it's not just one talk and it's not just having sex. 
It can't be. Ponder this with me for a minute to help you better understand. How many truly significant things in our lives are processed and explained in just one talk? School, as one example, emphasizes necessary skills such as reading, writing, and comprehension over and over and over again from pre-K all throughout college. You can't expect to have a single talk with children and then expect them to understand the beauty and the complexity of our God-given sexuality. Which is why, just like when building relationships with God, children need to be able to go to their parents and feel comfortable asking them these hard or seemingly uncomfortable questions. And parents need to be accepting and emotionally prepared for these questions and ongoing dialogues. And again, this too, can be applied to a church community where the leaders and teachers allow for, are accepting of, and emotionally prepared for open dialogues that may be hard or uncomfortable. These conversations, or in more, most cases, the lack thereof, these conversations will inevitably affect a child's intimacy and attachment capacity as an adult. Now you might be asking what that kind of stuff means, and I get it if you don't come from a psychology background, um, and hopefully I can flesh that out in another video, but I'm going to stay on this topic for the purpose of the video. So let's look at mom and dads. Mom and dads, female and male figures, should be talking with both sons and daughters about these things because it's not just about girls understanding girl things or boys understanding boy things. Having male and females understand both sides will help to build healthier understandings of these physiological changes and differences in our sexuality and how God made us to be this way. These conversations are better to begin discussing earlier in appropriate ways for the child and their age because as they get older, it will help provide a more comfortable atmosphere around such topics. And with reference to my previous video on dating, comfortable and intentional conversations will help prepare children to approach dating in a way that better reflects God. Practicality comes into play with positive messaging and repetition or consistency of these conversations. A message that you give to your kid about sex or sex education should never be presented as, okay, there's this thing called sex, and sure it's important, but the big takeaway is don't do it until you're married. Or, your body's changing, yeah, and, and that's just a part of life for everybody. Where is God's purpose in those messages? Where is his beauty and his joy in explaining our design. Another thing is that these topics should never be approached as a way to repress sexuality. We can't expect kids to find faith and motivation in the don't do it until walking down the aisle, which is then supposed to magically turn into do it and enjoy it like it's some kind of switch. Because the reality is that it doesn't work that way. Negative messaging and suppression will still remain into marriage and cause complications. So remind yourself here that God doesn't work that way with us. He's honest 
with us about his design of our sexuality and how good he made it to be. In fact, it was one of the first things that he mentioned to Adam and Eve when he created them and when everything was good and perfect. God has a purpose, a good purpose, for and with our developing sexuality from childhood until death. And we can't neglect it for ourselves or our children. So for the sake of time, I will touch more on this subject in the next video with the hope of laying out how to put it into practice and connecting it more with our reflection of God. So stay tuned and I'll see you guys next time.